This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi, and I am your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm editor-at-large and editorial cartoonist with Mississippi Today. And fresh off of television, because I was on WJTV this morning, I want to give uh, Blake and Kayla a big shout-out and thank you for having me on their Live at 9 a.m. show that debuted this morning. So I was technically their first guest. I don't know if that's a good omen or not. Apparently today is just a day of all kinds of craziness. I do have a very special guest in the radio, in the radio room right now. Uh, technically, I guess he's my boss. Well, who's this special person? Man? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I like that. That's a special's good. Um, so the, this, the head of MPB Think Radio. I guess though so. they, they I, I I take that with a grain of salt. All it means is I'm not fired yet. <laughs> you know, you, as you get older, you really realize that that is all that you gotta hope for when you walk in the door that your card works. That's true. That is so true. Yeah. John I mean, Chapman's in the house today. Java man. Number one, I'm a big fan of you. I think you, uh, congratulations, you've gotten this job. Um, you know, did you ever think that you'd get into radio and one day be running the rodeo at MPB? Well, I will say this. It's funny. You have to be careful what you ask for because uh, a long time ago, I thought I was kind of odd. I did have aspirations and dreams of running a radio station. Like, I just wanted to know what happened behind the curtain. Who was that person who said, yes, this can go on the air and no, that cannot go on the air. And in some capacity now, that is me. Wow. See, if you'd have just <laughs> sat around saying someday I'm going to win the lottery, hey. it's because you apparently have a superpower. So, you you know, just that's how manifestation. That's called manifestation. But I will that say is. it took a long time. A lot of people, they talk about the manifestation and it's just it's like a couple months, maybe a year. This has been I started radio at Jackson State University at WJSU 88.5 in 2003. So it's this what twenty years almost. That's impressive. And now I'm, I mean, I you know, some people around here call me boss, and I frown every time they do that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm only in here one day, so you're technically my boss for one hour a week. But well, I'm I'm pretty proud of that. I mean, it's pretty awesome. You're a great. But I'm boss. A, I'm a fan of you, Marshall. I told you this uh, the other day out in the in the lobby. If I can get a Marshall cartoon and get made fun of on SNL, then my life will be. It'll, it'll be pretty okay. So I have my marching <laughs> orders. I have to make fun of you in a cartoon now. I mean, you know. Or just draw you nicely. How about that? <laughs> yeah, because I bet to say, I don't, you know, this is, this is a lot of fun. You know, radio is um, it's a very intimate, personal thing. There's a real connection to the listener. I think it's a very special medium, and it's one that and I know terrestrial radio, a lot of people, it's, you know, it, everything's going to podcasts or whatever. And, of course, we do podcasts really well here at MPB. So I think we're actually at probably ahead of the curve than a lot of public broadcasting stations. We really are. In, in, in the public broadcasting space, we produce a lot of content you'll be surprised when i go to like a national conference or something like that or meet somebody from another station um for one we're a statewide station uh, uh from memphis to mobile a little bit of arkansas a little mm -hmm. bit of <laughs> a little bit of louisiana but when i meet other people from other stations and tell them about all of the local content we're we uh we we produce their jaw drops 
their jaw drops because they say, how do, how do you do it? And I right. say, it's just what we do. You know, we come on the air from 8.30 and even earlier with um, Desiree Frazier and the MPB News team. Uh, we are giving you live broadcasts all the way up until noon. And most, you know, um, public radio stations, they may give you one hour of a produced show or maybe one. And sometimes that one hour is only one day a week. But we do it five days a week for and, three and, and a half well. hours a day. <laughs> and do it well. And, and I, I got to tell you this. Um, when I took my job at the Clarion Ledger back in 1996, when I quit my job out in San Diego, uh, and I'm from the South originally. I was just out in California for two years, which that was a brain freeze. But it was it was an amazing brain freeze. But my boss handed me Willie Morris's book, North Toward Home. And he looked at me and he said, if you can act ever, ever catch the sense of place that Willie Morris captures in this book, then you'll be okay. And that's, to me, I think Mississippi Public Broadcasting's strong point is that we capture sense of place. We tell Mississippi stories, and we do it right here in the radio really well, and of course the folks over in TV do it well too. I always enjoyed conversations when I had that show just because, you know, I never knew I was going to have every week to interview, and they may not be famous, or they may have been Jesmyn Ward. I mean, it was just, you never <laughs> knew who you were going to end up with. But the Common currency and that golden thread that ran through them was that they were a Mississippian. It's something about Mississippians, man. Our greatest export is our people. I said it all day, every day. You know, we often get caught in this history trap of yeah. Mississippi. And, you know, it's a, it's a true history. It's a valid history. It should be told. And, you know, it should never be forgotten. But the reason it shouldn't be forgotten is so we won't repeat it. Right. But it, that comes with the great people here in the state of Mississippi who just keep pushing things forward in all type of um, endeavors. I think even last night, the biggest night in music, you had two, and it's probably more with ties to Mississippi, but you had two Mississippians, Bobby Rush and um, engineer Cortland Liddell, pick up two Grammys. Yeah, I was so happy for Cortland, too. Yeah. I mean, Bobby, I mean, friend of the show. I mean, times yeah. we've had Bobby on the show, which is... You know, when you interview Bobby, and you've done that before, too, it's just like you kind of pull the string and just kind of sit back and just listen to him tell stories. And collect all the treasures that he drops, man. All the it. treasures he drops. Yeah, I mean, it's—I remember the first time, and I was on another radio station, but I, he came into the studio, and he looked at me in the eye, and he said, I am such a fan of your cartoons. And then he started naming off cartoons that he liked. Bobby just has this way of making you feel like you're like 10 feet tall. Yeah, he's a real he's he's a real guy. He's a real guy. And it was so funny when I found out that he was I guess not a native Mississippian. But he chose here. Yeah, but he chose here and he I mean he's one of Mississippi's favorite sons and that's that's it speaks even more to the um uh, you know the majestic power of Bobby a figure like Bobby Rush like he chose Mississippi. Here's another thing about Bobby, and I mean, you know, you're a creative guy, and you know what it's like to do your time and, and work and, and, you know, literally chop wood and everything else so you can make a career. Bobby now is has lasted, right? So he's, you know, he's older now and so forth, but he's now getting the recognition that he probably deserved, to be honest with you, 40 years ago. But it's so rewarding for me to see that, to see Bobby, who I know is a good guy, but also just to see somebody who's that talented and who's worked that hard. I mean, when he, when Bobby does a, a radio show, I mean, a stage show now, he puts as much effort into it now as he did back 50 years ago. Oh, yeah, no, nah, he does not play any games. And it's so funny when I was watching, um, oh, I forgot the, uh, the 
the whatever the movie was with Eddie Murphy where he played uh, Rudy Ray Moore Dolomite. Dolomite, and yeah. he and in the scene where Rudy Ray Moore was Eddie Murphy was going through the Chitlin circuit, he made a stop somewhere in Mississippi and. Just out of nowhere, Bobby Rush bust on the screen yeah. <laughs> singing, I ain't studying you. And I was like, wait a minute, where did this come from? But it's just, I mean, you know, he, he's been putting in the work for so long, and he is getting his flowers well-deserved, well-deserved. You love to see that, because like I said, I think, and I remember one time seeing a cartoon, now this was back when I was a, a janitor, which, by the way, you talked about manifesting the fact you want to be a radio programmer. Uh-huh. When I was a janitor right out of college, I used to write Pulitzer Prize over and over and over <laughs> on there. Never won the Pulitzer, but at least I've been a finalist twice. But I mean, it's like, you know, it, there is something to it, focusing on something and doing the work. But I mean, yeah, it's just really cool to see him to be able to to do that. And for me, I remember a cartoon, there was a, a guy digging uh, for a diamond mine and he got like within a couple inches, but he'd stopped. Yeah, I, I know that same that same yeah. very cartoon. And it's and it's true just in, in, in life and I I like this kind of season of of the year, the award season, as they say, you know, because you can get caught up in the glitz and the glam of the Grammys and the Oscars and the Golden Globes and all that kind of stuff. And even the Super Bowl, which is happening next week. But it also it just shows that hard work really pays off. Like even for the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs, they Who are you pulling for, by the way? Oh neither. The answer is neither. I was kinda of, I mean, I was secret, I, am, I was I hoping am, for Detroit just because I like that underdog. <laughs> now you know? I would I would have loved a Detroit versus Baltimore um uh Super Bowl for all the reasons, but I am a I'm pulling for Usher at halftime. That's what, I'm that's what I'm pulling for. Usher, that's my, we've been riding with Usher. Usher is my R&B, so I'm, 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 I'm going to be see quite that. good. I think that's going to be a good show. Oh, Usher's one of the greatest yeah. entertainers yeah. who have ever lived. No, I mean, I think, you know, I remember one time I went to go see Billy Joel, right? So I saw Billy Joel as a kid. Did when you he, see when, Billy Joel last night? No, I did not. I slept through that. I hate that. <laughs> So no, he's got a new song out. Yeah, that's yeah, and the new song is actually good. Yes, it's very good, and his <laughs> voice sounds good. And and now you know it's a funny thing about him in concert now though he has a guy he found a uh, Billy Joel imitator, uh. and he <laughs> hired him, and he's his backup guy. So whenever Billy Joel can't hit certain notes live. The guys back there and can like fill that in, which I think is absolutely brilliant. A lot of the older singers do that. A lot yeah, of the older I think singers that's brilliant. do that. But yeah. no, I was, I was, I'm going to have to go back and look up Billy Joel because I really do want to see that. I saw Billy Joel in, in like 1980. It was the Nylon Curtain tour on that. It was a great show and so forth. But I, we saw him in Memphis back I don't know, two or three years ago before the pandemic uh, with my kids, you know, and I, and I, the way I raised my children was I started them with 50s and we kind of moved through 50s rock and roll pretty quick. They really got into Led Zeppelin and, and 60s, the Beatles and all that. And then from that point on, I made sure they like rap. They have a really well-rounded music. And so we saw all kinds of concerts with them. Went to go see Billy Joel. And we were in Memphis's, you know, the FedEx Forum. That man filled that whole room up. That is a gift. I mean, to be able to, and you know, doing radio is different because I can get into a room with a thousand people and I like light on fire and have energy. It took me a long time to learn how to, to talk into a microphone and make it 
you know, like very conversational and talking with somebody. It's a, just a different thing. But to fill up, I mean, I've seen a lot of concerts in that building yeah. where it was just like you stare at the screen the whole time. I was staring at the man at the, behind the piano. But I didn't know about his record of selling out Madison Square Garden like over 150 times or something oh, like yeah, that. He's, well, and the funny thing is he like divorced this one person who is one his first wife who literally the him her and her brother stole all of his money. Wow. So he was like broke. And so then that's why he really did a couple extra albums. He didn't really, because he kind of had dried up creatively and, and stopped writing, but he ended up doing like another album just to, to be able to get back on his feet. But by doing that, he is like so rich now because he started <laughs> mining his past songs and so forth. And, and I just think that's a great story. Yeah. And it was, it was funny. Uh, you should really go look at the thing on the Grammys because they did a kind of a recorded piece um, before the, sh before he did his song and, um, he was talking about how he didn't want to really write, but yeah. he got there to that point, and now we got this new song, and he's he's back. That's, to me, you know, I mean, I've been very prolific in my career coming up with cartoons. I've done like seven zillion cartoons in, in my time. But I, I'll be honest with you, um, it has been, it, that's the biggest thing I'm terrified of, is waking up one day and looking at a blank piece of paper and nothing comes out. But then you just turn and go do something else great, Marshall. Well, yeah, I could go back to being a janitor again. And do it great. Ah, very good at it. I'll tell you <laughs> what, we have a couple quality guests in the studio with us. We have Java Chapman, who is head of MPB Think Radio. Tywell Gainers. Tywell Gainers, right there. Rock star in charge of MPB TV. So um, this is like a department head meeting. That's this right. Yeah, we, <laughs> I think great. we got to work on a budget or something. <laughs> so. budget. What are the numbers looking like this uh, year, guys? How are ratings? Um, oh, they're great. Everything's fantastic with the numbers. They're just the best numbers ever. Which, by the way, congratulations. You just got the upgrade on the gig. And I'm uh, very excited. You are a super talented guy. When you started here at MPB, what was your first job? I started in 2008 as an audio technician. So, oh, wow. You know, sound has always been my wheelhouse. Yeah, and there's a lot of Grammys sitting around this place with your name on it. Well, so. Emmys, but... Emmys. Did I say Grammys? Uh, they're, they're, they're we're talking about Grammys. Gold. I'll they're take some gold. Grammys down. Yeah, see, I got, I got one Grammy. I mean, one Emmy. Yeah. Excuse me. God, Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're going to restart the show from our, the top. We need to pull out our instruments or something, because that's what we should I know, be about to Grammy. say, well, we're going to go for, what is it they call it you when you get a Grammy, a EGOT. Tony? EGOT. Yeah, yeah we're going to go EGOT. for an EGOT here <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, so I was just saying, I've got one, and and I keep it in my bath, in my guest bathroom with a, a toilet paper on the wings. No, I'm just kidding. I have it on the shelf in my living room. That's because that's weird, man. Do you like have like an Elvis, uh, you know, trophy room with all your trophies I, in it? I do not. So I, I have I've won seven Southeast Emmy Awards. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I know Come it's on, seven, man. but I, I only have two at my house. Yeah, well, because some people have zero at their well, house. You have to, well, well, I mean, no, because <laughs> that just says he's cheap. Because you have to buy them. You have to buy them. Yeah, but you know, after I got them, I was kind of like. It, it kind of threw me into a weird space where I was like, is this the best I will ever be? No. Yeah, re really? No, I don't think, you know. Mm. But it, So that's why I was like, I don't need them anymore because then I realized, you know, while it's nice to have to get the trophy, the work that went into getting the trophy was exactly. really what that's it was all about. That's high level, Hey, people. man. That's high level. I had to get my head right, get my head back in the game. <laughs> you know what it stands for for me is, I mean, I've and I still have my scraper that I had when I was a janitor. I was telling Job I was a, a janitor coming right out of, out of college. And I still have it. It's got my name on it. I still use it. And it's to me, it's a reminder of where I started. Mm -hmm. But when I look at that little trophy, of that which is really cool, my kids are actually impressed with that one because they're not too impressed with what I do for the most part, I think. But it just reminds me that I can do more than I think I can do. 
Yeah. And I think that's what's important. And that's what's so great because you started out in audio now, look at it, you're kind of, and you're doing some really wonderful creative projects. And we were just loving all over Bobby Rush. He's um, the man. He's the man. And you've been really working with him closely for a long time. Yeah, and, we've been working on this on this Bobby Rush film. We, we started calling it a documentary in the beginning. Yeah. But it's not a documentary. This is a movie. Yeah. I mean, because oh, he is... He's something special. And so we're, we're kind of in the last stages of, of uh, post-production on it. We have some final edit changes that we're going to make, but it's it's going to be coming into the world really soon. And then, then now the fact that he's won his third Grammy, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's kind of like, do we need to go back into the edit <laughs> yeah. and kind of add, add, add extra pieces to that story? You're going to have this long text thing at the end yeah, of I it. Think, <laughs> I think so. And you know, what's, what's really cool is our last day of shooting, which was in in June of 2023, we shot four of those music videos for that record oh, down what? in the MPB studio. Wow. And so our crew got to be a part of that history. A Grammy-winning part a Grammy of a Grammy-winning winning project. Grammy-winning music video creators. There you go. If now, that studio could talk, the, yeah. the things and people that have been through that studio, yeah. the things that have been shot there and the people that have been through there, it's incredible. I mean, so many, everybody from Eudora Welty to Puppets to you name yeah. it, Ed Said, you name it, it's just all kinds of cool stuff that gets shot down there. Yeah, so when I think about my position at MPB and I think about the legacy of him, I'm like, oh, I'm, this is, that's tiny what I'm No, Tywall has really cemented a nice legacy here. Yeah. And I, we had a conversation the other day and, uh, Tywo deserves all the flowers because he's even working on a new project with, uh, can we talk about the, the meld? Oh yeah. Yeah. We can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. We're mega about mega Evers <laughs> and yeah, this, this is nice. what I'm, this is what I'm saying. It's an all encompassing type of thing. Give, break, give us yeah, a, so, a little break. So the meld, it's, it stands for the mega, mega Evers legacy deck and it encompasses all these different parts of, um, the, the, his story. And so there's, a documentary that we're doing, but there's going to also be um, some other digital content that we've created. We we followed these young people when they were here for the 60th anniversary last summer of his assassination, and there was a whole week of, uh, of of workshops that we just embedded with these young Gen Zers and uh, documented the entire thing. We did some profiles on some some historic individuals. So all of this would be content that fits inside of the meld. And so the meld is essentially just a suitcase for <laughs> Medgar Evers' legacy. I mean, it, it, which is going to be a huge, huge suitcase oh, from yeah. Tywo's brain yeah. to your TV. But that's, okay, so. And by the way, um, the Evers family is just, they are the most incredible people you'll ever meet. Oh, yeah. Just incredible. I'm just, I'm just yeah. a huge fan. Um, so here's the thing, though. I mean, you're, you're talking radio. You're talking TV. I'm former newspaper. I'm now digital news site. But, you know, the whole world has all come together. I mean, seriously, what you do and what you do and what I do is all basically in the same arena now. That's that's so true, and you know, Jav and I've been having these these real intense conversations about how to we're merging these worlds together because I mean, our our formats are changing right for content and media. I mean, people are are accessing content and media differently, and so we're trying to figure out how do we how do we get where the consumers are, and how do we take all of the content? I'm holding up my creating. phone right now, and yeah. And, yeah. and at the same time, keep us old radio people, old radio people, because we do not 
really adore these cameras that are in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> we got to Hey, be, I wore a jacket today to look nice. <laughs> I got in the radio way back in the day because I could come in how I wanted to come in. Yeah. Nobody would see me. It was the unknown. <laughs> it was like the unknown type of media. But I, now I, yeah. it's forward facing. I, I just I told to Kevin Carr, I said that joke about you got a face for radio is about to come full circle. I have a voice for newspaper and a face for radio. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, what you do is you just get a picture of, of you looking really nice that you and just hold it up in front of you in front of the camera and then talk into the microphone. Video really did, really did kill the radio star. But here's the thing, and I remember back a million years ago when I did conversations on there. Conversations in this show are the same show, just basically. This is an hour, it was 30 minutes, but it was the same thing. It was about storytelling right. and getting people on there to tell their own story. And we just are blessed to live here where everybody has a story. That's so right. you could do that. But yeah, that's the thing. It's just learning how to, to merge everything and to be able to continue to tell Mississippi stories. And you always did a really great job with, with the TV side of conversations, man. I, I look forward to what we're going to do here in the streaming room, you yeah. know, and Oh, that's going to be great. No, yeah, it's ramp it up. Well, and I think, too, it's like whatever you're doing on MPB television, obviously, if there's a really great thing, yeah, have somebody come in and talk about it. We can talk about it on the show that's and right. give a little extra publicity on it. So Yeah, well. it's a lot of things that are happening in this. I, I, 3825 Ridgewood Road is our address, and it is always happening over here. That's right. Between yeah. the MPB TV, MPB radio, MPB learning, some of the things that they're doing over there in that space. Um, I mean, it's it, Mississippi Public Broadcasting is where it's at. Well, there's a lot of things going on, too. Like, I know that's played out, but it's where it's at. It's where it's at. It's where it's at. It's happening. I'm sorry you work here just by hearing you, you know. But you're right, and you're right. I think that um, the future is very bright here, and uh, that's good. And yeah. good. Marshall, you know Ty was a big boss now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was bragging on him. So for Black History Month, we have two incredible black executives. Whoa. Oh, yeah. in the I didn't even think about that. That is history right there, too. That is history. Yeah. Mom, I mean, Mama, I made it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I mean, th I mean, that's th that's very true. I mean, I am the first black television director, and you are the first black radio director here at MPB. What? Yes. And I add nothing to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're just another cool white guy, man. That's, that's yeah. all good. Super you know, cool white guy. I've never so had cool. those two put together with me before, so thank you. Thank you. I'm going to follow him around. Well, I told you, Tom will just pull him out the hallway, man. Miss, yeah. Mississippi is the blackest state in the country, so for our leadership to be of color is very important. Kind and of so, a, you know, to reflect. What, who of course, Lacey's trying to get a raise. Man. I think it's, <laughs> she's trying hard. I she's working. She's just... doing a great job. Lacey, you're doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> hey, you look, guys are doing a great Lacey job. Lacey puts up with me every week, so I feel like she deserves a huge <laughs> raise just for that alone. I'm a difficult human being to work for or work with. I, nobody works for me. But here, all, so. all jokes aside, what what an honor to have these two first timers in the room with us. Is that something y'all ever think about? Do you think about? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm for, I mean, that would probably. I don't know. You know what's so you know what's so funny about that? How you know in the past you would see other, I guess, uh, look at me, other first, but you would see people who did things first, first black this, first black that, or something, and they would be like, I never really kind of you know right. thought about it. You know, it just was. I mean, just go to work. That's yeah. it. Like, you know, just what's, go to work. What's interesting is for the Meg Gabbard Legacy Deck, we have a segment that we're doing about the first of, and so. One of the profiles we did was of Alice Clark, who just oh, recently Alice retired. Alice Clark is yes. amazing. She, yeah, she was yeah. the first black uh, yeah. female representative for the state of Mississippi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we we kind of talk about we kind of talk about what those first are. And there were people that we interviewed. I mean, Merle Evers being the first black woman to ever give a, 
you know, part of a, a, a speech at an inauguration for Barack Obama. That was oh, wow. the first ever that that had been done. And so, you know, one of the things that came up when we were talking about the first, you know, nobody really likes to be thought of as the first, the people who are the first. Mm -hmm. But what they understand is that the first make room for others. That's, That's it. right. That's it. That's so, it. You know, it's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of neat in, in that sense. I mean, you know, it, and it's it's so funny that you, I don't know, you know, by towel, but I know I don't make any special reservations or anything like that. It just happens kind of naturally as far as like trying to reach out and, and pull people up and, and, and bring people along and say, hey, if I, I know me. And if I can do it, because <laughs> I know me, yeah. I ain't nothing special. Well, there's a huge so, degree in coaching, you can do what, it too. what both of you do. I mean, you want everybody that works for you to, to be on their A game and do a great job. And, and yeah. you're sitting here right now, not only because, I mean, it's great that you're the first. Y'all are both pros, and you're both Appreciate very, that, very man. good at what you do. Um, and, you know, because I've had the pleasure of working with both of you. And, and you know, y'all are like rock stars. Well, thank you. Well, you're a rock star too. See, then you can man, get your man. you can get your Grammy that way. Yeah. Hey, we just need to do a record. No, we, and then no, turn we, it into a play, and then we'll. Well, they get do have the, a spoken word category. They, so cause we, if, we can write some really fire liner notes and get a Grammy that way. Yeah. No, those, <laughs> they, there they, are ways. There yeah. are ways to get. So we're just gonna game this out. <laughs> and, and I'm a C minus harmonica player, so you know we can. And we can make a really nice package. College. I wrote slam poetry in college. So what are we waiting on here? They, yeah. Yeah. All we got to do is just do it. That's, about, that's it. Let's do it. The thing about Lacey is Lacey just has uh, just pulls out little surprises every oh, once a in a while. Bag you know? of a literal bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah. We say, hey, we did this. She'd be like, oh, yeah, that was, I was, did that two weeks ago. I mean, yeah, okay. Jermaine used to surprise me every once in a while. Lacey does it every single week. I'm like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I I played Elvis in a Broadway play. I was like, what? How did you do that? You know, so If you I had that kind of talent. I don't know if I'd be here. Yeah. I'd probably still be playing Elvis on Broadway. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad gig. Yeah, it would be for me. They'd be, be like, what's that woman doing? You I'm get thinking. that check and you go, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but you came home. You came, well, not quite home because you're from Alabama, but, you know, which we've brought up several thousand million times because you like that weird football team. Moving on. Okay. Sorry. It's a, it's a tough subject for right now. So anyway, yeah, it's great. So, so um, talk about, obviously, um, John, for many years, John Gibson was fantastic and did the job, and he'll be moving on to some really cool and creative projects he's working on. What, where do you see MPB television headed? You know, I think, I think we're just going to continue to do it. We, we've always done. We tell real Mississippi stories. Focus yeah. on that. I think if, if that is our um, – a guiding light then you know we'll be okay to 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 just get creative with the content that we you know we, we're doing partnerships with our other departments like radio we have a communications team that great education is, department is, yeah great education department and they're always they're always things happening and so we really just got to turn around and just start putting our hands into things and working i mean there's, there's no shortage of of really creative things to do in this building well, you gotta like, be careful what you put your hand into like the garbage disposal for instance you don't true. do that when it's running <laughs> so true. you gotta be careful what you put your hands into but I, th I think you're right and java was talking a little bit on the last segment about you know the local programming and i really do think that that's what that's our special specialty here it's what makes us different um but like i said we just have so many good storytellers in the building yeah. and so that really does make it easy you know, and mississippi a, is no has no shortage of stories no i mean you can go from you know the larger 
Elvis, Mega Evers, you know, mm-hmm. um, Jasmine Ward type, you know, stories, or all the way down to, I mean, somebody who just left out of this studio, Gino Lee, Big Apple Inn, Ferris Street. Mm-hmm. That legacy spans decades. I love that guy too. And, He's just great. You know, uh, to some people, it's like, who? Who is that? No, that's Gino Lee. You should know him, Big Apple Inn, one of the longest running, you know, restaurants in the city, selling one of the world's most interesting sandwiches, a pig sandwich, which yeah. has been featured on all type of national right. programs and is served in fine dining, you know, tables. I love seeing him pop up on shows. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. So, I mean, we have no shortage of stories. No shortage. What I'm excited about, we have a shameless plug here. We have a a program airing this week on MPB television, uh, Hallelujah, a a celebration of gospel music. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a joint effort because Java uh, and his team have created a a radio documentary, which is, from my understanding, the first of its kind that we've done since I've been here at least. Well, I just know we got a chance to speak to some really powerful people in the space of gospel music. Lanny Spam McBride, Doug Williams from the Williams Brothers, Jerry Mannery from the um, Malico. Malico Records, head of the Malico Records uh, Gospel Division for many, many years, and the executive director of Mississippi Mass Choir. The stories that these guys, <laughs> these guys and Miss Span uh, McBride tell are phenomenal are inspirational, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And, you know, I can't wait for everybody to see it. I mean, we shot this program two years ago, and this was for a Juneteenth concert. And really, the re- only reason we shot this concert was because we were doing it for a Bobby Rush shoot. We were doing <laughs> this for the film, and we're like, we need to get a concert with Bobby Rush. And so we put on this concert, and it, be- it turned into a two-day festival for <laughs> Juneteenth, so on a Saturday, we shot all these blues artists, including Bobby Rush. And on Sunday, we shot all of these gospel choirs, local ga- gospel choirs. And then the headline of being the Mississippi Mass Choir. So what's cool about this program that airs this Thursday at 7 p.m. on MPB television <laughs> is that these are this is our community yes. that is, you know, showing us what they got, you know, just kind of showing us the best of ourselves. And then speaking, because this radio documentary where we dive a little bit deeper into the stories of gospel music, Mississippi gospel music, I tell people all the time, Mississippi is not far from you, no matter where you are. That's right. And with entities such as the Mississippi Mass Choir, Lanny Spam McBride, who um, had her part in the classic film Mississippi Burning, um, and Doug Williams from the Williams Brothers, one of the premier gospel groups of all time. It's it, it, it's something to hold your head up to know that they all come from Mississippi. I think one of the, you know, there's a lot of talk about developing business in the state, which I'm all for. I'm, I'm pro-business. I'm pro-bringing in jobs and everything else. But when you go to, say, the B.B. King Museum in Indianola, we'll throw that out there, mm-hmm. and you look at the guest, the guest book, it's like Western Europe, East, you know, you're all around the world. People are coming to this state because of our artists and our writers and our yeah. musicians and our talent. And we forget that sometimes. I think sometimes we take it for granted. But, you know, I mean, when I went over to London and people would find out where I was from, they would say, oh, Mississippi? Oh, tell me. You know, and they'd ask me about a certain writer or a certain artist, you know, and so forth. It's just incredible how many people that literally leave here this beautiful 
you know, gumbo that we have of creativity mm -hmm. and they go out in the real world and they become just huge. And, and sometimes we forget about that. So yeah. that's what, that's why it's so important that we do tell that story. Yeah. Our people are our greatest export. That's yeah. right. That's right. You yeah. know, I'm from, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I've been living here long okay, enough just, to be a Mississippi. You, you did the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like migrated <laughs> no, to not. Mississippi. I've but been I, here 27 years and I'm still a newcomer. So you got to watch. I, I tell people all the time, Mississippi is America's best kept secret. Yes. It really is. I mean, it's, it's so rich culturally. The people are just fantastic. It's, you know, it's just, to me, it's the best. I mean, I, I mean, I can tell you my story, how I got here. How did you get here? I came to work with Bob Moses. There you go. Okay. The algebra yeah, project. There you go. So you worked for the Algebra Project. I wow. did. I, that's what brought me to Mississippi. I, was, I started doing graphic design. What was he like? Bob is the most stoic and calm and brilliant person I have ever met. He was just, I mean... He, 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 I, you know, what's interesting is I didn't know everything that he did in the civil rights movement when I first met him. Yeah. It, it didn't take until I started working at MPB and we did that Freedom Summer documentary that I learned about what he actually did, which is kind of embarrassing. But no, but he didn't, he, he didn't wear, wear it on his sleeve. sleeve. Yeah, That's I was it. Just like, this man was one of the architects. Yeah, you probably would have had to pry it out of yeah, him. Yeah, he was just like, ah, you know. We're talking about math, Taiwo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and the things the things that he endured too, and yeah. he never, I mean, didn't seem to hold any bitterness or everything yeah. else. He just wanted to uplift kids, and 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 that's how he did it. It was yeah. incredible. So that's how you got. See, I just went after a job. <laughs> you, you, you're just like this higher cause. So I, I just, just you're a better for, human being. I was than 17 I years old. I was. You just, were 17. I was just coming to get some hey, money. How man. long did you think you were going to be here? Six <laughs> I was months? supposed to only be here for a month. And then, you know, I, I, was, I was only supposed to be here for a month. And, I, you know, I was a kid. And yeah. I'm hanging. I'm by myself. No parents here. Oh, you see, and you I'm having, started having a good time. Chigaloo campus and Jackson State campus. <laughs> started and I'm having like, a good time. mind blown. Oh, yeah. And, all, yeah, all and the, there are traffic lights. Yeah. <laughs> and, all, and all the girls are like, oh, would you speak Brooklyn for yeah, me? Yeah, they're like, ooh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you talk. Oh, when we lived in San Diego, we would get invited to parties to sound Southern. And everybody would be like, oh, you have the worst accent. We're like, no, we don't. And they're like, dude, you sound like Clinton because they're from California. I'm like, I do not sound like Clinton. And they're like, we have free shrimp. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, Hillary, I lied. I didn't mean to. <laughs> and they'd flick me a shrimp like I was like, you know, so, you know it, was, it was fantastic. So uh, I tell you, that's cool. I mean, and it's cool that you stay because you've now, like me, you've raised a family yeah, or raising a family. Roots. You know, yeah. met a girl and it was a wrap. You met a girl. That is, I was telling that. I, um, the meteorologist for WJTV is from Baton Rouge originally in the morning when I was talking to her and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to a guy from here. I said, well, you're here forever. That's right. That's and how it happens. That's, that's okay. It's a good thing. My it's wife, she's from Louisiana and then she met me, I guess. Yeah, that's right. You check out any time you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, like I said, you're from here though, uh, Java. And, and so, and you, Knew you wanted to do radio, and then, but you do a lot of different things. I mean, you're you're a fantastic DJ. I mean, you you love music. I mean, you're just like a man about town. Yeah, but I I, I mean, you said I've done a lot of things. I've I've failed at a lot of things too. But that's I, okay. That's how you man. that's how you get better. Yeah. I mean, but I was I was a failed teacher, man, and that that, that kind of holds kind of holds me a little bit. I hold I hold teachers and educators in the highest regard. Yeah. Lanny Spam McBride talking with her. Who's going to be in the um, in the documentary um, talking about gospel music? She was a teacher, 
Yeah. And I basically was kissing her feet while while we were in here yeah. because you know teachers are some of the greatest people. We've all everyone gets affected by teachers. Yeah. Like that's the one profession that you cannot really kind of not get touched by. So I hold teachers in high regard, and I was a failed one. And it really is a calling. <laughs> I mean, you you. you Teachers, are, I mean, good teachers. I mean, yeah, good teachers, good, good teachers. teachers. Yeah. yeah, I like I like children, and you know, and I think I think <laughs> you that, say that. I, I like children. I mean, I, I have, okay. No, no, no. I really, teaching, I'd like it better if there were no children. It would be much easier. No, no teaching, teaching would be much better. And you could probably ask some, you could probably poll teachers. Teachers, Teaching would be much better with only children. Once you start adding adults and all these mm-hmm. kind of things that you have to do and these, uh, uh, you know, rigmaroles that you have to follow, that's when it really gets kind of tricky. But no, I was saying I I, I like kids and that learning aspect. And I think that's yeah. what kind of drew me to radio as far as like it's a it's really a vehicle for learning. Whether if you're listening mm-hmm. to music, you know, you may learn about a different song. And when the announcers will break in, um, I have to give a shout out to um, Big Baby Alice Marie. Uh, here at 99 Jams, WGMI, she, which I was there for a little while, she received the Icon Awards for the Jackson Indie Music Week mm-hmm. uh, this year. And she's one of those pr- people that taught me about, you know, people and places throughout the city as I was a young man trying to listen to, you know, the latest and greatest in hip hop. She was the first person who um, turned me on to the Cupid Shuffle <laughs> way back in the day, you know. So it's, I always looked at radio as like a, a, a learning vehicle. And that's kind of what we try to do here at MPB. I mean, we turn you on to a little bit of music with shows like Third Coast Radio, um, Grassroots with Bill Ellison, Thacker Mountain Radio Hour, yeah. um, American Roots. But we also are going to teach you how to change your ceiling fan out or, you know, know when to... <laughs> Not on this show, by the way. Know when to call, <laughs> Just to let you know know when to call a plumber on, on Fixing 101 or um, check your oil on AutoCorrect. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 all about learning, and I think that kind of gets to the root of MPB as a whole. That's you right. know, we are learning information vehicle. you can actually use and apply. You know, my favorite yeah. thing about this show is I love it because usually I, I wait till Sunday because I'm a procrastinator, but I love to sit down and do my homework on my guests and spend about two to three hours just kind of going through Google and finding out about their life or if they have a book, reading the book or whatever. But it's just so much fun. And then when you actually carry the conversation on with them, it just goes off in another direction. And that is so much fun because then I get to learn about people every single Monday. I mean, this 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 is... And today, both of y'all, this has been great. The one thing I always tell people about radio is... And then when you're interviewing people, because we have a couple interns who are coming in starting the day and yeah. we're showing them the ropes and things. And But my number one thing is I always say, carry that general curiosity with you. Yes. You know, they'd be Amen. like, hey, what what, what do I, what should I ask this person? I don't I mean, anybody could come in at any point in time and you have to interview, you know, if you're in a certain job situation. And in radio, sometimes it happens like that. We got a big guest. They're only here for 30 minutes. You need to go and talk this interview. Just carry your natural curiosity. What is something that you would like to know? Right. Mm-hmm. And then just go from there. Yeah, because somebody on the other end of this is sitting here listening going, hey, I'm, I've always wanted to know this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only write down questions if there's dead air. 
and then I'll ask a question. But otherwise, it's a conversation. There you go. That's a big difference. See, I'm, a, I'm a TV guy. Radio has always intimidated me. It's just <laughs> yeah, because you're just you be absolutely to, stumbling yeah. your way through this. And, and silence is, is not really your friend in radio. It can you, be. And hey. that's the thing. It's just knowing when to use it. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and we're about to take a break, but I got to tell you, the first time I, because I got hired on a radio show, I had no experience. I mean, I've been on radio shows, but that's usually as a guest. And, oh, well, talk about yourself. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> so, so I, it was like a 23-minute segment. I got about 15 minutes into it and ran out of material. And it was just, that was terrifying. Uh, hey, that, I was that, silence. Silence. that was a good silent yeah. pause. That was just absolutely <laughs> terrifying. And, and I looked in there, and, and I had a producer that um, reminded me very reminds me very much of Lacey, and that's a good thing. She was great. And she just jumped in and filled in for the, it got me going a little bit. I was like, Oh, thank you. You saved me on that. So it was my baptism of fire. Welcome back. This is now you're talking on MPB think radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I am editor at large and editorial cartoonist of Mississippi today. Java Chapman's in the house. He is the head of MPB think radio. Um, and I hope the show has, has helped some thinking today. Actually, this really turned into a wonderful show. Man, I want to say a special thanks to Taiwo, too, for sitting in with us. Yeah, Taiwo is 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 the best man. I know he, he plays modest, even though he does have two of the Emmys at home. Uh, but a, a, yeah. a bunch of them in the front uh, oh, He's lobby, got the rest of them in a storage warehouse. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he, he put in a lot of work, and, and Taiwo is really cementing a legacy. I yeah. told him the other day, I'm trying to just find my find my way. Uh, I think you're doing okay too. So, uh, but that's the thing, and I I love the questions you get when people find out you work here. They're always asked, "So, um, what's so and so like?" You know, you I know, know, I know the, you probably get the Felder question, the, the Kevin question. Believe it or not, okay, I get a lot of Kevin because Kevin's been here for like you know a long time. So a lot of people know him. It's like the man makes the best cookies ever. Yeah, see that that would probably blow some people's mind. Yeah. Oh, if they knew. I've always joked and I Kevin if you're you're hearing me on the speaker out in the hallway. Someday if like back to the future if Doc shows up in the DeLorean and we pop into about 20 years in the future, there's going to be Kevin's Cookies uh franchises oh. on every corner. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, Kevin, it's, that's I remember when he started it and it's so funny how things just kind of become tradition or just in the, oh, the there routine. Oh, expectation. I mean, Monday, yeah. if, if Kevin misses a Monday, there is something going on. But there's like people, <laughs> people come from all around the building like and, where and, are and, your cookies, and their lip Kevin. pops out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, where'd the cookie dad? Hard to talk with your whip out. But yeah, that was on that. But no, they're fantastic. That's the thing. It's, for me, the fun part is getting to meet all the people that I've been listening to for years. It's been a joy. Yeah. How often do people, um, uh, well, I don't know, Marshall, you famous, famous man. They just maybe catch me by my voice or something. But how often do they stop you and say, I, I, are you on MPB? You know, for years, <laughs> nobody knew. Uh, nobody knew because I mean, I drew cartoons. I mean, obviously, I don't look like, well, I do kind of look like one of my cartoons. But, you know, unless I signed my name somewhere, somebody heard my name, they were like, oh, yeah. But then when I started doing conversations and I started doing the radio show and everything, yeah, it kind of puts you on a different plane. And so you just have to make sure you use decent table manners when you go to the <laughs> restaurant, you know. So, oh, man, Marshall Ramsey eats with his fingers. Oh, yeah, you never know who's super, watching. That's gross, you know. <laughs> so got to be careful. I think the funniest um, – and, and like I said, you, you always try to be nice to everybody. And there's some people that don't like my cartoons, and I get that. And sometimes they give me dirty looks, and I'm fine with that, too. We were sitting there eating at this one restaurant. It was one where they put the paper out on the table. And so 
that's when my kids were little. So I'm drawing them this great scene of fish and all this different stuff. It was just this great underwater scene with crayons and their drawing and everything else. The lady comes up to me when we get up to leave and she goes, can I have that? Oh. <laughs> she took the paper off our table. I said, sure, just here. I said, to eBay, you know, I wrote yeah. it, I signed it so they can do that. So anyway, but no, no everybody's, everybody's nice. I don't know if I'm famous, famous, but anyway, thank you. Uh, no, you are, man. Been, You've been recognized. Your cartoons are I kind of just like I know I can look at your cartoons and say, oh, yeah, that's Marshall Ramsey cartoon. But they've been recognized by so many, so many figures. And, you know, you've done some things at the, the, the one with, uh, um, uh, for the bushes, yeah. always just that's just a staple. I want to ask you, how do you come up and turn around the cartoons so fast? I mean, I can't draw, so it just seems like it would take me forever. But how long does the process take you? Muscle memory helps. And I tell you, the hardest cartoon to come up with is one that you when you have not drawn a cartoon in a couple of weeks, you know, so your brain just kind of like oh, you turn it off um, because I do this nearly every day. I just have that muscle memory. But. I've started drawing on an iPad, so it's electronic and it's quicker. Like this morning before I had left the house, because we had to leave early, I had TV this morning. I had to take my son to school because I still take him to school. And so we had to leave by 730 because traffic was bad. So I came up with five cartoon ideas before 730, gave them to my editor. He picked one. So I already had my cartoon idea done, and I'll draw it, and it'll probably take me a couple hours, you know, two or three hours to draw. But now that I do the iPad, it's quicker, and I can do it in a coffee shop, or I can do it in a fast food restaurant, or I can do it, you know, as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can draw anywhere. It used to be I had a big drawing table. I had pen and ink. It was just a different process. And now, see, here's something I will ask the same way, you know, technology with radio, and even I could say, oh, like, oh, with my DJing, um, uh, skill set. I've seen things change. You going from turntables to CDs and, and now we have AI. and you got AI. You can DJ in the in the cloud and virtual reality with drawing. I know you probably you come from a space where you had to do pen or paper, and you know you had to put something on physical paper. Now you go going electronic. What's that? What's that change been like? You know, the thing is, is number one, learning to accept change and not be afraid of it. Just try to kind of embrace it. I mean, I, when I when I started Mississippi today, uh, we're an online, you know, obvious new site. So it's a different. It's not like when I was at the Clarion Ledger and it, you know, it was going to end up on paper and everything else. It's a little different process. So I knew that was the day I made the change. And I literally just jumped into it, and now I actually paint on it too. Like I do actual paintings on on. The, you paint the on the iPad? Yeah. So I do like acrylic paintings because uh, I used to paint acrylics. So I do paint paint and do airplanes and do all kinds of cool stuff with it. It's a great tool, but that's what it is. It's a tool. So is it is it Marshall Ross or Bob Ramsey? It's um, Marshall Ross. Um, <laughs> okay. Pretty much. Um, man, I miss Bob Ross. This is a classic yeah. guy, man. Classic. He was great. I remember one time I came home. This when I was a custodian and I'd, I'd worked the early shift for some reason. I came home and my dad was off that day. And he's sitting in his chair and he's watching Bob Ross and he's like totally transfixed. I never knew my dad was sneaking around watching Bob Ross, you know, <laughs> you know, my mom was an art teacher. So I kind of expected her maybe to watch him a little bit. And he looks at me and my dad, his name was Dave Ramsey. So the guy on the radio is named after my dad. And he's oh, my, he's my cousin, go. right? So it's my dad. But I always say dad's the original Dave Ramsey. Dad looks at me and he says, Never done drugs before, but if I did, this is what it's got to be like. <laughs> like. He had the hypnotic type of it style. Did. It was just like so happy little trees. I mean, he literally sits there with a with a four inch brush and does stuff that just blows your mind. I mean, it was, and um, to be honest, it was probably the first ASMR. 
The way that brush used to go across yeah. the, the canvas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Java, thank you so much. This no, has been a really great good, show. Man. I've always loved sitting down and talking with you, and this turned into a wonderful radio show. Thank you. Glad I could help. I want to thank you for listening, and special thanks to our guests today, of course, Java and Taiwo. Fantastic show. And if you'd like to hear this again or any past episodes, you could subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or our MPB public media app. Now You're Talking is a production of MPB Think Radio with episode and podcast produced by the incredible Lacey Alexander. Hey, Lacey, thank you for today. Join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. I'm Marshall Ramsey. Y'all have an awesome week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 